Anything to add to that, Jonathan, about what Choose Connection means to you? If I were to look at it within the context of family history, connection to the stories of the past, the stories of my ancestors, were extremely impactful on me. I moved to the United States when I was eight years old, and I remember being in a school and feeling very different. But my parents, I don't know if they did this deliberately or not, but you know, they shared these stories of my ancestors. My great-grandfather, Hosu Wing, he left China and moved to the UK when he was younger. My own parents left their countries where they were born and moved. And to know of that strength, even though in a time when I felt so alone and disconnected from those around me, I felt strength. And for me, being able to inspire and help people discover those own stories from their own family history is a way that I can kind of pay it forward for my job. It's my job. It's so great. I'm Sarah Jane Weaver, editor of The Church News, and welcome to The Church News Podcast. We are taking you on a journey of connection as we discuss news and events of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. After attracting more than 1 million visitors from 240 countries and territories in its online event last year, Roots Tech is going completely virtual again in 2022. The three-day global family history event is happening March 3rd through 5th, and registration is free. Participants will hear from international keynote speakers and have access to on-demand, live stream, and interactive sessions where they can connect with each other ask questions, and learn from experts. This episode of the Church News Podcast features Jen Allen, the Director of Events at FamilySearch, and Jonathan H. Wing, Roots Tech Manager, who will give us a peek behind the scenes of Roots Tech 2022 and talk to us about this year's theme, Choose Connection. They will be joined by guest host, Church News reporter Sydney Walker. Jen, Jonathan, and Sydney, it's a thrill to welcome you to the Church News Podcast. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thanks, Jen and Jonathan, for being here. And before we jump into Roots Tech questions, we'd love to get to know you a little bit. So tell us who you are, some of your background, how you got involved with Roots Tech and Family Search, and why you love family history. Yeah, so my name is Jen Allen. I am a mom of three boys, almost all teenagers. So it's an interesting life that we have at home. Um, but I have been working at the church and with Roots Tech for almost 10 years. We were doing the math the other day, Jonathan and I, on how many events we've planned or been at least a part of uh, with the church, but it's it's been an incredible ride. Luckily, my kids think it's pretty cool that I have an important job, they say, and they have all done family history in their own way and love to connect really with the stories and, and pictures in their own right. I haven't been around as long as Jen. I've only been here <laughs> six years in church employment in different capacities, but I've been working for the Roots Tech team um, for two years. What's so crazy to me is just how much genealogy has played a role in my life since the very beginning. I mean, my parents, everything was about family stories, culture, tradition. My mom's from the Philippines. My father's from the Netherlands. And so my home was always a mix of different cultures and traditions. 
And I remember recently I found this video of me that I made a home video where I was just saying, welcome to genealogy news. And I was sharing my whole family history. For some reason, I thought that was really entertaining. But it's it's funny that, you know, fast forward 30 years, here I am sharing genealogy and the message of connecting to family from a production standpoint. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. I never imagined that I'd be here. Thanks for telling us a little bit about yourself. And I've loved working with both of you in the past as I've covered Roots Tech. And you both bring so much fun and energy to this topic. And so let's give our listeners some background about what Roots Tech is. It's traditionally been an in-person event held in the Salt Palace. How has it evolved since its beginning? Yeah, well, Roots Tech started in 2011 and was very focused on uh, the industry, on genealogists who were professionals and also the people who were creating and developing either websites at the time or new technology to help in family history. But it quickly, after just two years, evolved to where we really were involving anybody who was interested in family history and genealogy. And it very quickly grew from there. We were generally always on site at the Salt Palace in Salt Lake City. And uh, towards the end, before pandemic world, we were inviting and welcoming 30 to 60,000 people in the Salt Palace. It was incredible. And it's so fun to see the people all over the world who are interested. By the way, there are a lot of people who like family history. It doesn't have to be as boring as what some of us might think when we first hear the words. But (laughs) Yeah, you know, 2020 happened and we feel very fortunate that we were able to hold that event because it was the week after Roots Tech 2020 that the world shut down. And we knew already at that point that we would have to think differently about 2021. And, it, and it's amazing because it was a huge learning curve for us and anyone in the, the events industry to figure out a way to create an event that's still engaging and exciting for audiences in a virtual setting only. But what we didn't anticipate was the global response that we would receive. And that uh, we, we planned for it, we hoped for it, but we never anticipated that over a million folks from over 240 countries around the world would be tuning in because, as Jen said, lots of people are interested in family history, lots of people around the world. That's a universal desire for people to connect with where they came from and the people who came before. And tell us more about what that was like planning this virtual event. In the conversation earlier this week, Jen, you talked about it was building a plane while it was in flight. Are you some analogy like that? How crazy it was. Tell us more about that. Well, first of all, let's just admit we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, mm-hmm. and and like Jonathan said, the whole event industry had to reinvent and think about how are we going to do this in the future? So. It was a lot of whiteboards, a lot of brainstorm sessions, and we went big. Uh, There were a lot of people who thought we were a little crazy, and maybe we were. I mean, let's be honest. I have a few more gray hairs and lots more wrinkles. (laughs) Um, But as you start looking at an event that, again, attracted people here in Salt Lake City, but now we're going to take it to the world, that means languages that we never had to worry about before. We launched that first virtual event in 11 languages, and That's the only reason, really, that people came from all over the world, that those 240 countries were tuning in. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Jonathan? I think of my own upbringing, growing up in a home with different cultures, different traditions, 
and the sensitivity that I had towards that and the appreciation of the beauty of those differences. And that was at the forefront of my mind and so many of the members of the Roots Tech planning team was how do we celebrate and highlight the culture and traditions from around the world? How do we make this a global event? Because even though we had visitors and participants in Salt Lake who came from different parts of the world, we were never really planning for an international audience. And so to have that new challenge was exciting for us and exciting for me personally to be able to highlight and celebrate the traditions from around the world. Do you remember? So we held our event in Salt Lake City in 2020, and literally that was the last event held at the Salt Palace. Everything shut down afterwards. And uh, we were all, by the way, trying to figure out how to be at home with our children and spouses everywhere. None of us really knew, you know, you know how to use Zoom, but you don't really know how to do that all day long. And here we are meeting all the time, trying to figure out. In fact, so Jonathan loves whiteboards. I don't know if you know this. And so <laughs> I do. He loves to tackle a problem with a marker and a whiteboard, but we didn't have that. And we were like, how do we do this? How do we plan? And it's crazy to think back to that. We 2020, again, was an incredible event. We feel so blessed we were able to still have it. But we had... I don't know, about 700 of the Family History Department employees all gathered in the Salt Palace. We took this huge picture together. And then to imagine two weeks later, the world shut down. It was just crazy. I eventually got myself a whiteboard. So it worked out. But what, <laughs> At home. another thing that was extremely helpful to us, Family Search has a presence all over the world. We have employees who who work in various parts of the world who were now our best friends. Yep. You know, when we expanded the audience base for Roots Tech, we knew that there was a lot of learning that needed to happen on our end. Not just the innovation of figuring out how to reach these audiences and keep them engaged in a virtual setting. It was, what do we need to know about individuals all over the world so that we're creating content that helps them learn? Because it, learning is one of the, the main pillars of Roots Tech. People come there to learn how to do research. And so there was a lot that we had to figure out when it came to the type of content that we would create, the lessons and classes that we would provide, but also entertainment. How can we provide that wide sampling of content from around the world and, and highlight and celebrate that, but still be sensitive to whatever nuances we needed to be aware of? So yeah. our friends all over the world became our best friends. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Well, and we're pretty darn good at hosting an event, planning the chairs, figuring out where the lines are going to be, working with the fire marshal. But all of that went to the wayside. And then we had to learn how to be really good at setting up our convention center online. And we're not developers. We don't know how to speak web speak <laughs> and working with our engineers all of a sudden and helping them become event managers and our event managers become website developers. That was a huge learning curve and continues to be. Yeah, that that was fun and challenging. You know how when you go through a painful experience, you know, it's really painful, but then you fast forward and you're like, I remember it was painful, but I don't really remember the pain. That's that's what it feels like. <laughs> but it was great. amazing. I mean, it, it was amazing the the response that we received, which was really just so incredible to come out of a really hard planning year and you know, with all the unknowns, with all the ambiguity, not knowing whether this was going to sink or or thrive, 
it was very humbling for us to get to the end of that and to realize that that response was there, that the interest was there. And it forever changed the way that we view Roots Tech. I remember talking with Steve Rockwood, who's the CEO of Family Search after Roots Tech last year, and he talked about how those three days, it was just opening weekend. It was the ribbon cutting for what was to come. It was just the beginning. And now here we are, still in the pandemic, another year later, <laughs> and we're going virtual again. So what did you learn last year during that ribbon cutting opening weekend that is now going to help this event be even better? Well, the thing I always go to first is how hard it is to create energy when everyone's just sitting at home in their living room with their slippers on, you can't see them. We're not in the same room cheering for each other. So, you know, one of our biggest goals coming out of 2021 was to increase the energy. And a lot of that was done through kind of the production value. And that's where Jonathan really thrives and came in and really came with some incredible fresh ideas for this year. So why don't you tell them about some of the, you know, sneak peek <laughs> opportunities? Yeah, I will get to that. One thing I want to answer your question, because for me, I wish everyone could see what happens after Roots Tech. People get to experience, you know, the event, but it's just as incredible to see what happens after the event when all of us get together and we learn there's so much that we learn from our audience base. There are surveys that are sent out and we read every word and we listen to our audience because we want to create events that will resonate and content that will resonate with them. When it comes to the changes from 2021 to 2022, just as Jen said, the content, we, we were limited because we were still in the thick of the pandemic our keynote speakers were all Zoom calls. It was a very different experience. And because we are coming out of that a little bit more, we knew that we would be able to do a lot more on the production side, that we would be able to film keynote speakers in different ways. And we can talk about that in just a minute. But we learned a lot about the way that people consume media. It's different and it's ever changing in a virtual setting. People want shorter content. It's a lot easier for somebody to just get distracted and stop listening to something on the screen than it is for somebody to get up out of an auditorium and walk out of a keynote. So we knew that our content needed to be shorter and more engaging. With our keynote specifically, we made a change where we moved away from the Zoom calls and we decided to do what we call a documentary style piece with them. We're there in their home, in their space getting to know them and hearing their message about family and connection. And it was really special to do that, to be in their hometown. It was a very different feeling to be there, which I'm excited for our audiences to see, not just these individuals in their own space, but when they're surrounded by all the stories and the memories that influence them, it just creates a different environment for them. And there's a lot more that's happening. We're bringing family history back in a very real way with genealogy reveals with these keynote speakers where that heart comes there too. And where these individuals are, are going to, I don't want to give anything away. Oh, give them a small sneak peek. Well, one of them, or well, a little teaser. Well, with Matthew Modine, one of our keynote speakers, he's on the hit show, stranger things. And we filmed him in New York in a small studio there. You know, he grew up in California, in Utah, but he eventually made his way to New York where he pursued an acting career. 
and he shares that incredible story. But what he didn't know is that his ties to New York go way back and in an incredible way. And so, yeah, I'm not going to tease it because it's good. But but he he got emotional as he discovered these stories from his own family history. And we know that as members of the church, as the spirit of Elijah, he was touched and it was so neat to see that happen. And I'm excited for the audiences to see that happen for him because they'll get inspired by it. They'll want to know those stories within their own lives. And that's what we hope. What we hope to do is inspire individuals with these stories to go out and discover their own because that can strengthen them. That can help them understand who they are. And and it's a powerful thing. I love that. I'm so excited for these keynotes, and I think this new style will help bring this energy that Jen has talked about. Another thing that I'm really excited for is this Choose Connection theme. Mm -hmm. And we heard there's a music video coming. There's a song. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yeah, we don't hold anything back, Sydney. I mean, we're going all in, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, This theme of Choose Connection really was inspired by a few different things. You know, one some of the feedback we received after our first virtual event from the first presidency was that this event brings light and joy to the world that can't be felt in other ways. And so as we started looking at that and thinking, how can we do that more? How can we bring light to the world? We were also given a challenge to help the rising generation through Roots Tech as well. So with those two things specifically, again, I think a whiteboard was involved and uh, we started looking at what ways could we do that. So we came up with Choose Connection, which is a really positive message full of light that we think is resonating with a lot of people. And one of our biggest goals with that is to take that message to where they are, not necessarily require everybody to come and discover and learn right there at rootstech.org, but take the message out to them. So Jonathan, share just a little bit, and then I I can't wait to talk about the music video. Yeah. You know, Choose Connection. Connection has always been a part of Rootstech. You know, we've had different themes that involve that word, but adding that additional word of choose really highlights the choice that each of us has to focus on that good and that positive. And we wanted that to be able to resonate with younger generations. And so we we have a plan to reach them on social media, meet them where they are. We're partnering with influencers who will be sharing content along those lines. But we also knew that you know, a lot of what's happening on TikTok, on Instagram Reels, they all rally kind of around these sound bites. And so we decided, let's create a song. But I remember how it all happened. My creative team, we were just sitting around and we were saying, oh gosh, I think we need a song. And I said, okay, guys, let's, Let's just let's sit on it tonight, see what happens. And I sat down in my living room and words just kind of flowed right in. Sat so in the, other words, sit sit on it for a night, but Jonathan came back with something totally prepared <laughs> and ready to go. There was no whiteboard, but no. there was a there was a piece of paper and pen. And white keys? White the keys. There were white keys. Sat down at the piano. <laughs> this melody just came. And, and I remember being a little bit embarrassed because I got together with the team. and I'm like, okay, guys, I'm not really a singer, but I'm going to play this. You guys tell me what you think. And I remember we all sat there after playing through it the first time. And they said, I think this might work. 
So it was this, you know, we've never done that before. We've never had a theme song for Roots Tech, but but we, we were lucky to work with some incredibly talented musicians to produce the piece. We worked with Aaliyah Rose, who was on The Voice, to record the vocals. And and then, again, it was just sitting on an airplane on our way to Brazil to film a segment for Roots Tech. And this idea popped in our minds to create the music video to open the whole thing. So we're so excited for people to see it. But it's really just a way to creatively introduce this theme of choosing connection and then allowing that to just permeate all of the messaging that people will hear throughout the conference. I'm the least musical person in the planet, so I'm just in awe of Jonathan that he's able to do something like that. But when he played it, I got out of my seat and started dancing. I can dance. (laughs) (laughs) And And see, people don't know this, but Jen used to be a ballroom dancer at BYU, and now she's given me the eyes, so I shouldn't be saying this. But when we put together this music video uh, concept, there is dancing. We worked with talented dancers at BYU and Jen choreographed it. So we're excited to share that with everyone. I saw her when I went to the filming. It was great. It was so awesome. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of help from our friends at BYU. And uh, yes, used to be a dancer is probably the best word. That was 20 years ago and definitely 40 pounds for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and when I went to the filming of the music video, it was so neat to see. And can I talk about the set? Is that, yeah, yeah, is that of course. Right? Yeah, this incredible 1950s set, and and I've heard the song, and it's beautiful, and so I'm really excited for this aspect. I really do think it's going to bring this energy that you're talking about and add a whole new element and having the social media campaign. It's going to reach people who want to connect. You know, yeah. There were one million people last year, but how many people are going to come this year? We'll see. Oh, d- no pressure. <laughs> we're really nervous about it, but you know what's great about Choose Connection is in a world today where we are kind of being told that we're more divided than we are united, it's really this invitation for people to choose, which is why I love that word in it, that you can make that choice to change that narrative in your own life to share with your influence, your friends, your family, whoever it might be, how and why you choose connection. And with that, again, we just hope that the light will penetrate in a world where, again, it feels divisive sometimes. And bringing that light to the world will will be key here. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Jonathan, about what choose connection means to you? Oh, goodness. I think... Connection, I mean, you can look at connection in so many different ways. If I were to look at it within the context of family history, connection to the stories of the past, the stories of my ancestors were extremely impactful on me. I moved to the United States when I was eight years old, and I remember being in a school and feeling very different from those around me. But my parents, I don't know if they did this deliberately or not, but, you know, they shared these stories of my ancestors. My great-grandfather, Hosu Wing, he left China and moved to the UK when he was younger. My own parents left their countries where they were born and moved. And to know of that strength, even though in a time when I felt so alone and disconnected from those around me, I felt strength through that connection to the stories of those who came before And for me, being able to inspire and help people discover those own stories from their own family history is a way that I can kind of pay it forward, I guess. You know, my parents thankfully did that 
to me and, and engendered that love of those stories and and that heritage uh, in me. And so I, I'm just so grateful that I have the opportunity to do this for my job. It's my job. It's so great. Yes. So we've talked a little bit about Matthew Modine being one of the keynote speakers. We have some others that have been announced. There's a, a Diego Torres from Argentina. He's a very yeah, have you seen singer. him? He's honky. <laughs> <laughs> He's an incredible singer. And, and it was so cool to be in that space. So we talked about documentary-style keynotes, but we also tried something new as well with, with small studio audiences. Um, and we, we had the opportunity to do that in Paris, um, near Versailles, in Accra, Ghana, and then in Buenos Aires with Diego Torres. And Diego will be singing four really amazing songs. And so I'm excited for people to hear the music that he'll be sharing along with the stories of his career and his mother, who was also a very famous entertainer. When I think of these studio audiences, I was so touched by what happened in Accra. Uh, Azuma Nelson is a national hero in in Ghana. Individuals stayed up so late to watch him box and represent his country. And to see the respect and admiration that the people in that small audience had for him and his story was was so touching. And he spoke of the power of knowing your heritage and how that buoyed him up through his career where he felt like he was this lone ranger, you know. It's incredible. Uh, his story was fantastic. And, and you know, having that energy of that, that room, even though it was a small audience. Socially distanced audience, so, yes, even, exactly. right? It was Masks and a little everything. hard to have energy like that. But those mini events, that was kind of an innovation this year, a test for Family Search to go into these areas, hold a smaller event to get that in-person crowd, film a keynote speaker on a stage, even if it was just 100 people. But Family Search and the church was really able to influence people and relationships in those areas by holding this mini event. Again, we held three of them. We had five planned, but pandemic had to cancel a couple of them. But we've already learned that they have been very successful for the church, moving those relationships forward to help in whatever way that area presidency is working so hard in that area to make things work. And these events really did bring some success there, both for Family Search and the church. So we're excited to continue to test those out and try them some more this year. It'll be so neat to see some of those on-site experiences. That'll just be really incredible. And I also understand there's some on-site filming with Elder and Sister Suarez for Family Discovery Day. Yes. Tell us about Rio and Brazil. Well, first, let's just shout out to Brazil because it is a beautiful country. <laughs> it was and so pretty. It was so fun. And Elder Suarez was so excited to be there again. Yeah. And with his wife, we were just privileged to be a part of it and to witness their road down memory lane. Yes. They share a message of the power and the importance of discovery. Mm-hmm. And just as Jen said, being down there with them, seeing the way that their faces lit up as they were back in their home country and, and able to relive some of the memories of their past, we were able to go with them to the street where, where Elder Suarez grew up, to the school where he went that really changed the course of his life, to the building where he and Sister Suarez reconnected after their missions and where 
I guess, Sparks flew. Oh, yeah. No, Sparks flew. You could even see it as they were reenacting it a little bit. It's where they fell in love. It's so cute to see their stories come to life as they visited each of those locations and shared the stories with with all of you. We can't wait to share it. And, And you have to see it to just understand what Jen was saying about it being so beautiful you know, towards the end, Elder Suarez was standing there with the Cristo Redentor behind him. And as he's sharing his testimony of the Savior, it was so memorable. Incredible. And meaningful. And I can't wait for people to see it. Something else that was, was unique to that experience is that the Rio Temple is not yet dedicated. And we were able to film some segments there where they shared some personal stories within the walls of the temple. And so that will be a, a, a unique part of that address as well. Yeah, they both served in Rio. And so they tell stories about, obviously the temple wasn't there when they were serving and teaching about how impactful it is for the saints there now. And again, they continue to remind us that they did not fall in love on their mission. Right. But they did know each other and mm-hmm. then later connected in some follow when they returned home from their missions. But just incredible stories. I loved it. We went to his school. I know Jonathan mentioned it, but the school where he was a little boy and he literally sits in the desk in the same room where he went to school mm-hmm. and reminisces, you know, as tears are free flowing as he's remembering his childhood and the impact that all of those memories and experiences had on him to help him be who he is today. Just an incredible example of just, again, that moment of connecting with your past and helping you see that sense of belonging throughout the course of your life. Yeah. And and what a powerful message that is. And I think how much more you can learn about an individual when they're in their own setting, when they're in their homeland. And, and so to have this with Elder and Sister Suarez for Family Discovery Day and also with our keynotes, I think it's going to help a lot of people watching from wherever they are feel more connected and be able to resonate and, and identify themselves in whatever that story may be. Well, yeah. and with today's technology, even if you can't travel back home to Brazil or Russia or wherever it might be, there are so many tools right now to discover where you came from and the stories, even just on the Internet and going and finding those locations where your family lived or where the stories began. So there's so many ways to connect with your own story. It's okay if you can't travel there, especially during pandemic world, right? Yeah, that reminds me of another one of our keynotes, an experience that we had with Molly Ye, who's on the Food Network, but she now lives in somewhere in the border of North Dakota and and Minnesota. Can we just, I mean, I don't want to offend anyone, but it is like desolation land over there, right? (laughs) It was, it was cold. (laughs) I had two heated jackets on and my Arctic boots while we were there. But when we were with her, we shared another genealogy reveal with her and we were able to, to find the home of her grandfather who immigrated from China and we were able to just Google image it and Mm -hmm. she could see it. And her response to just seeing that was so powerful where she felt like, oh my goodness, this is where they lived. This is where they were. And it made her think of, you know, one day my kids, they're going to look at this farm and think about us and that we were here. It's it's cool what technology does to connect us. From China to farm. Yes. It's incredible. She's so cute. Where She was a, a lot of fun to get to know. What else are you excited about for Roots Tech? Anything else you want to highlight? You know, we talk about the keynote speakers on the main stage, but there's so much more that's on there. We want to give people a wide sampling of what family history has to offer. So there are pieces that talk about preservation. 
There are pieces that talk about innovation. There are pieces that talk about storytelling and the power of storytelling. And there are pieces that highlight discovery, whether it's dance or food. And those pieces will come from all over the world and have personal stories from individuals all over the world. And I'm excited for people to see that, to learn from one another. I mean, we talk about connection and that individual connection, but sometimes it's connection with people who are seemingly different and learning more about their culture and heritage helps us, you know, universally feel more connected as well. And so we've got some great entertainment on the main stage that I'm excited to share, but that's just the main stage. We've got the expo hall. We have learning opportunities that are a part of Roots Tech as well. Yeah. So to discover all those companies who have products and features that are there to help you discover your family, the Expo Hall is a thriving place. If you ever came to one of our events uh, in person, you know that the Expo Hall is the heartbeat of the conference. And it still is virtually. It just It's a place for you to go and learn. And Ancestry, My Heritage, all those products out there that are there to help you, they are there ready and willing to help you during the conference. Another thing that we're really excited about uh, that we've been filming for a few years is the leadership instruction. And uh, this brings training and helpful aids and resources for those who have callings involved with family history. And we know sometimes that can feel daunting, but this session is going to be a lot of fun this year. We actually filmed a handful of videos about 10 years ago as a family history department. And we are bringing some of those people back 10 years later to talk to them about what life has been like. The theme of the session is joyfully bound to the Savior through covenants and ordinances. And we're specifically focusing on the power and protection that comes from those covenants and ordinances. So these people who we bring back 10 years later are sharing stories about what 10 years has brought uh, specifically to their own personal conversion to the covenants and ordinances in the temple. Uh, let's not forget that everything that we do in family history is to help members be led to the temple. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, Jen. And something that I love about Roots Tech and also bringing up this leadership session is that there's something for everyone. Yes. And the word family history can maybe seem daunting for some people, <laughs> or but it's it's so much more than just the names, dates, and records. And there's over 900 sessions, I think, at Roots Tech this year. That's right. Yeah. Again, we don't go small around here. Right. Yeah. And, and 11 <laughs> languages, even more languages. There's classes in about 40 languages. And so it's just incredible to see even those from Mongolia joining to learn how to do family history at a very basic level or sometimes a very advanced level, depending on where they are. So there truly is something for everyone, no matter where you are in the world, no matter how old you are. There's something for everyone. So, Jen, tell us where we can find more information about Roots Tech. Where can we sign up? Yeah. So go to rootstech.org today even and register for the event, even starting March 3rd. If you haven't registered, join us at rootstech.org and you can join in. It's completely free and 100% virtual. We're excited to welcome people from all over the world, but follow us on our social channels as well. We're on all of the social channels under Roots Tech. You can also follow Family Search and get the latest information. And we have a tradition at the Church News Podcast, and we usually end with a question, which is, what do you know now? <laughs> so Jen and Jonathan, uh, what do you know now after participating in Roots Tech, being the brains behind Roots Tech, uh, the creative elements 
What have you learned after taking it virtual, not once, but now twice? Well, for me, I absolutely know that our Heavenly Father loves every single person on this earth and wants them to feel a sense of connection, of belonging, and to understand their potential. And Roots Tech is just one place where we try to share that message and bring it to everybody. But everyone, regardless if you think you're interested in family history, we're all taking pictures every single day. We're all sharing stories in our own way, even if it's just a text. And and that is family history. We are capturing the moments of our every day, regardless if it seems awesome or not so awesome. And it's how we will remember those stories, preserve those stories, and share them with our children or our friends who are in our influence that will help bring that connection to light. I know even more now than I did before that first and foremost, the Lord is in charge. What happened in 2020 and what followed in the change and the evolution of Roots Tech is further evidence of the acceleration of the Lord's work. Another thing that I know now is that family history is universal, the message of family history. There are so many people around the world who are interested and who are hungry to know their stories and who want to know how we are connected. And this adjustment to a virtual event just opened the floodgates for all of these individuals to participate and for us to connect globally. You have been listening to the Church News Podcast. I'm your host, Church News Editor Sarah Jane Weaver. I hope you have learned something today about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by peering with me through the Church News window. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast. And if you enjoyed the messages we shared today, please make sure you share the podcast with others. Thanks to our guests, to my producer, Kellyanne Halverson, and others who make this podcast possible. Join us every week for a new episode. Find us on your favorite podcasting channel or with other news and updates about the church on thechurchnews.com. Thank you.